Hey everyone, welcome back to Transbad Talks. Now we've got another amazing guest on the podcast um, in the seventh episode in season two of Transbad Talks. Joel is a, a great guy. I have all the time in the world for him and I've got a lot of time for all of the people that have been on my podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to call them my friends. So I'm I'm just excited about this and Joel, Joel bless him, has already said how excited he is as well. So this is going to go really well, I think. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm very grateful again for having the, you and everybody else on. Um, I'm just really grateful that people are willing to come on the podcast and talk. Um, this isn't about me at the end of the day. I mean, obviously it's trans man talks, but predominantly this season is about you. It's about giving you the space and the voice to talk about the stuff that matters to you and what you need to get off your chest really. So yeah, I'm really excited. So this season has been amazing and I'm really pleased that we've we've got to the seventh episode with another guest. So without further ado, I will let you listen to myself and Jill talk. Hello again. Yeah, third time lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it happens again, we'll just have to try again another time. I mean, I know Jazz had issues before when I tried to do, like, I yeah. didn't want to include it, but I think it's because her phone screen kept going off and it kept putting off the connection. So if it's probably to do with that, you best bet yeah. keep like pushing on your phone screen and making sure that it's still and back to where we were um I'm I'm at this point now with yeah. uh, Rachel under a lot that they shouldn't be given the time of day anymore. You know, they've they've gone they've gone too far with the racism, they've gone too far with the transphobia. They have yeah the and I've spoke about this yeah. in the episode and I'm frustrated because I can't ask her up now without thinking, hang on, she's going to be like, oh, well, she, they should be asking for help because they genuinely yeah. don't need it. But I can ask for help because I'm, I'm desperately need a cup of coffee. Just go to the fucking shop and buy a cup of coffee for God's sake. You've got, just got the wrong with it. Yeah, but she's too damn teeth. Yeah, she's yeah. too damn teeth. She needs to buy her own damn coffee, you know. You have enough, you have enough chat, you know, to chat on social media and talk about how you're such a amazing socialist but yet you can't even fork out two pounds or four pounds to buy coffee from Iceland you know like you get good quality coffee but you're going on like you're the queen bee it's like stop trying to big up yourself because people just look at you as a coffee chugging swine that you are <laughs> yeah the thing is with
I could write better stuff than that. Anybody could write better stuff than that. So what she's just copying and pasting. And there's another reason why people should not be pushing it, to be honest with you. Yeah. But you know the thing with Swinefest is the fact that she makes out like that, like she's this queen, like everyone must worship her. And the reason why she dislikes us so much is because we see through her. And the fact is that she's not no anti-racist or socialist because how can you sit there with um eighty with over eighty k followers, probably more followers than the money in your bank account, and proclaim that you are an anti-socialist when you're happy playing hopscotch with racists? you know, and then you want to take the mick out of someone that has disabilities, you know, and you and you have a disability yourself, but you want to do that, but you're thinking, oh, he's not part of my cliche, so I can call him whatever I want to call him, but newsflash swine fest, we're not scared of you, and you don't, you don't know who we are, and we're not going to take your bullshit, and that's the difference between us and your group that you hang out with, so you can get your Velma Jinkies, you can get your Velma Jinkies Terry, and you can get your um, vampire, vampire boy James Foster or Fostergrass, whatever the hell he is, and you can get <laughs> your little buddies. But you will you will never silence us because you know no amount of coffee in the world is going to wash away the evidence because we see right through you, and it's no wonder. Your hair is as yellow as the sheet on my bed right now. That's how dry you are. Yeah, so let her keep running her mouth, you know. No doubt she's going down to B&Q to get some yellow paint, Dulux paint. No, let's say Wilco paint. And she's yeah. just mixing it with some conditioner and putting it on her hair. It's gone that bad. <laughs> Even her hair has failed her. Her hair colour's <laughs> failed her, you know. The the bleach blonde look is just like, I'm out of here, like, try to escape, but, you know, it's not helping. Oh, but as not. for those lot, yep. but I'm telling you, I have so much love for those in, I have so much love for those with disabilities, especially those that don't allow their disability to stop them. And that is what makes us different we support one another. We we yep. another. You know, we you've never heard us. You've never seen or heard us say anything to mock anyone. We're accepting, and I'm accepting of anyone because one thing that I've always been taught is to love, be good to those who are good to you, and even if you don't know them, show love to them. You know, let's not let's not put anyone down because. At the end of the day, you know, we're all going through things. And the last thing we need is some dry head, sandpaper racist telling us what we are. And we know that we're not that. I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I've spent like the last few years in my life, you know, trying to be like the last 20, I spoke about this this morning, actually. I spent 20 odd years in my life pretending to be mm -hmm. a person. You know, I came out as trans in 2018, and there was a massive weight that was just lifted from my shoulders. And, you know, I've, I've received mm -hmm. so much overwhelming support from a lot of people, but I'm going to say this now with all my heart, I've never received as much love as I have from the black community. You know, they've 
your, the community that I, you know, the group that I wear in, the people I've spoken to, they've been mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. I spoke to Tanya, I spoke to Judy. Yeah. Every single person that I spoke to who in, in the black community, they're absolutely amazing. Now, compare yeah. that to... We love you. Oh, I love you too. I am bloody love you all. The white, the white people have been like very. When you've seen the test, they've been fucking wild. I have not seen that apart from Alison Bailey, who's obviously been to try and you know, yeah, you know, um, mountain out for herself. But the, the thing is, I've noticed yeah. the massive difference between white people and black people. You know, if you come and say I'm trans to a black person, they welcome you with candy. I turned around and said to the neighbour next door, yeah, I'm trans. Because in our community, yeah. Yeah, you know, because in our community, we've been taught to love one another. And that's the difference because those racist, dry up white people there, they have been taught to hate. Because I remember, like, when I was growing up, when me and my mum were, like, living in this house, like, you know, when we first moved in, I was just a baby. My mum had just given birth to me. And we had racist neighbours that put National Front stickers on our door. We had um, pictures of monkeys and all sorts of that. And I was only a year old, you know, and my mum was going through this all by herself, you know. It, it was so bad, the police had to put a camera in our house just to see who was doing it. So to grow up with that and, and not have any hatred towards, you know, white people, because I know some white people are so lovely, but what lets them, what is upset? What's upsetting is the fact that we have so many racists that are so hateful, that are so nasty, because this country in particular, they treat racism like it's nothing, like it's a trend. Racism is not a trend. You know, it's hurtful, you know, and people need to understand that it has an effect on people, black people, you know, because some because um, I haven't used Twitter for years. I created it about six years ago, and I only just revived it from. And um, yeah. it all started with me finding out about Dr. Shola Moshogban Mimu, and she's just an amazing person because you know every every tweet she does about racism, people are always quick to jump on and say, "Oh, you're causing race baiting, you're causing division." I'm always quick to defend her and say to those, to those racists, "Shut your mouth." because you don't know what you're talking about. I remember this one in particular, this one called Sean or something. Like, he tweeted Shola saying, oh, like, um, white people suffer racism and you're causing division over nothing. Racism has is no, long, no longer exists. And I was just like, are you stupid or something? Do you not see what's going on, you know? And I really cussed him out to the point where he blocked me. And if you look at his profile, he's just, it's just stinks of racism, like straight up shit racism, you know. So um, people need to realise that um, racism is not a joke. Like people, even some people said to me on Twitter, it's like, oh, there's no such thing as institutional racism. Like, you know, you have a car, you have a house, like, but do you ever ask how hard it was for me to get those things? You know, like, just because I have a car, a house and whatever does that that doesn't necessarily mean that I haven't been through racism you know their way of looking at racism is like me buying a car like oh like oh you can't get a car because you're black but there's more to that because there's a friend of mine 
that lives in the US and he's a construction worker, he's black, you know, and he has one child. And um, every, every week, twice a week, he's pulled over by police when he's driving the construction truck because they think he's stolen it, you know. This is what black people go through, you know, and people should understand the hurt and the pain, you know. People can say, oh, you've got a car, you've got this, but black people, when they have a Mercedes or a BMW, they're questioned about it. Oh, how did you get it? Is that yours? White people are never questioned. They have the privilege, yeah. they have the freedom, you know? But, luck but luckily, we've got, we have good people like yourself and other good people that understand and want to do something to make black lives better for black people. You know, and I don't care. I will never get tired of standing up for anyone and anything against racism and speaking about it because racism is one of the things that people, most people, don't want to talk about. But it's in our faces every single day, you know. Like black yeah. people have been disrespected on Twitter, you know, by Cheese Legs, who claims to have, um, Black, who claims to support Black Lives Matter, you know, but she yeah. wants to call black men boys and black women gals, you know, and I'm thinking, have you seen yourself, you know, mm. every minute you keep posting pictures of your grilled cheese turkey legs like people are jealous, <laughs> we're not jealous of you, and then yeah. we have race and that Mrs Higgins who wants to say, oh, I don't know you so why would I look up? So why would I stand up? It's like you don't have to know the person specifically to to stand up for them regarding racism, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking you really want to hang out with people that are just using you as a token that don't even care about you, and you're yeah. and you claim you need money for this so-called lawsuit. If they're such loyal friends, why haven't they given you any money? You know, because then they are care about you. You know? Yeah. I've but seen it. I've seen I love a lot everyone that I've gotten to. Well, yeah. You know, what you've spoken about is really, you know, it's really, I've, I've actually, I'm not going to lie, I've actually got really emotional because um, I I can't, I'm never ever going to be able to imagine what it's like to go through what the what people have gone through. But I can try and understand it to a yeah. point where I need to myself but I need to learn a lot more and be better at um you know learning and you know I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that I need to do a lot better and I know there's gonna be white people out there that are like I, and I spoke about this last week with um Malik it's like you know people what what learn if they are digging their heels and this knowledge that there is racism yeah. in this country. Because I've seen people say there was never any racism in this country. Well, hang on a minute. Look at this, look at the history of this yeah. you know, we've had, we've had to, basically, I've seen a lot of white people still deny that there's any racism at all. I mean, the police at the minute, yeah. look at a massive prime example of how hard it is for black people to be walking around and not think, am I going to get pulled up for something? Like you spoke about with your friend in America, yeah. you know, Pulled up because they think yeah. somebody's still, you know, they're still in their own car. It's like that is not that's been yeah. going on for decades. 
something not a new thing. And people yeah. think that racism is just, like you said, is friend, then to me, it's ignorance. And they have tried to mask their own racism. And that is how I see it. And I've said this to a few people who are yeah. very happy to have the nurse put out of joint, you know, like, oh, I don't think that was racist. I, I was just trying to tell people that, you know, you can have a debate about it. Like, you know, you can't have a debate about racism. Because racism is affecting black people's lives and obviously brown people's lives as well. But you can't sit on the fence and say, yeah. we can debate this. No, you can't even debate transphobia. Like, I, I've had sick and tired of people say, oh, we well, still can have a discussion about this. No, no, you can't. Some people's lives are not for you to debate. People die. Black women who are trans, yeah. trans women in America are killed because they've been trans. And obviously, those influences were there yeah. as well. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting what, what they have to go through because, you know, people, I'm thinking, why do you have a problem with people, you know, who are proud of who they are, you know? And the fact mm-hmm. is, as well, you know, it's always those wannabe butch. Well, I don't call them books, but I just call them little bitches. Because um, mm. the thing is, as well, if that person is not doing anything to you, why are you so bothered about what they're doing? If they're happy with themselves, why does it bother you what they're doing? You know, mm. because my my grandma used to say to me, my my grandma used always used to say to me, if it now bother you, no getting at it. You know, and the thing is, as well, you know, people, as I was saying now before the thing cut off people have forgotten their respect and courtesy for other people. They think they can just say whatever they want and people aren't going to say anything about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, what you say on some, what you say to someone can have an effect, you know, and I've seen all the disgusting homophobia, transphobia and racism that has happened on that side of the timeline. And, you know, I'm just thinking, but you lot, call yourself social socialist you don't want to call yourself anti-racist you know you've got some crackhead who it has been harassing people racially black people racially for months you know and you're yeah. still supporting this person you know and then you've got um some then you've got some connect four like pokemon card playing wannabe who is has also been racist pretends to be black so that she can get off the hook with her racism and you're still and you're still defending these people and you're still calling yourselves anti-racist you know have you ever seen any of us doing that to anyone no because we are true people we are honest and we know why we're on twitter and we're not a cult as you lot make us out to be you ones you lot are the is the cult because you know well, how can you, it's been seven months, how can you be on this Freebird app and still think that you're doing something great? What exactly have you done to help combat racism? Because mm. we have all the receipts, but all I know is you're not going to come on here and disrespect us and try and paint us as these people that we may not give us all these attributes, you know? Because some of, these, some of those men, they need to have some blood clot respect for black women. They need to have respect for all people. And they need to have respect for themselves. Because they think deleting tweets is going to 
you know you don't know who's going to see this your workplace could see this your your next of kin could see this and they could think I don't want that sort of person in my life you know and I'm sorry but some of those people in our apes are just disgusting they're absolutely vile and I am so annoyed is that we have to keep proving ourselves not that I have to prove myself to anyone but the fact is that these people are so determined to silence black voices because they don't want to submit to white supremacy institutional racism they don't want to do that you know so if you can carry on trying but you're not going to stop us you're not going to silence us period okay i am i'm in 100 agreement with you there you know i i think when people said they're activists you want them to do it in the way that i think of activism activism as you know Marsha P. Johnson, for example, trans woman is an absolute hero, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Malcolm X, you've got Martin Luther King, you've got Rosa Parks, you've got Olive Morris, you've got everybody in those yeah. areas who were actually doing activism. Look at Diane Abbott as well. She was she is an amazing woman. Yeah. I am so lucky that I got to see her talk at the Royal Park Bowl Tavern. She is a woman that I genuinely, genuinely. Yeah. When you see those people, those are activists. They do the right thing. They have morals and they have beliefs. They do. Rich, yes. Rachel yes. Stevens. Those are not activists. They are absolute actual assholes who go on to the social media networks and bully people. They bully people to within, you know. Yeah. There was an incident where they were going after Alice, I believe, who was already struggling with her mental health. And when they kept going for her, she ended up coming really, you know, I have to insert another one in here, she's obviously mental health. She's yeah. suicidal. And when you people go... Yeah. Sorry, I'm not just... I'm, uh, so when people go to those lengths, yeah. I, I can... I yeah. can... I hate them. And that is... Just, I hate those people. Yeah, it's understandable because, you know, like, every time I look at their bios and they say Black Lives Matter, and I'm thinking, are you serious? Like, you have been engaging in abuse towards Black people for what? Standing up to racism. But you're not prepared to call out your dirty friends for their racism and their transphobia and their homophobia. You know, like, you need to look up the true definition of being a anti-racist and socialist. And if you were to ever present this to iconic figures like a car or or um Dr. Shola Moshogban Mimu, like they would laugh at you because like yeah. they would say like your values yeah. would is absolutely ludicrous because how can you claim to be anti-racist? But here you are using racist, ableist, and transphobic and homophobic and this disabled phobic language towards people and act so brave about it. Now, the way to look at being an anti-racist is in, is calling out all forms of racism. Yes, when you call out all forms of racism, you will lose some people who you thought were anti-racist, but you find out who they are. And also, being honest, like racism is an honest thing. You have to be honest 
and and speak about the things that people don't want to discuss like yes racism it involves white supremacy it involves um white privilege but you know being anti-racist isn't racist or standing up to racism doesn't mean anti-white you know because we know not all white people are racist but people white people need to understand they have privilege you know for example a black man who drives who drives a fancy car is more likely to be pulled over by police than a white man driving a fancy car you know like even if we even if i at my age wear a tracksuit i can be stereotyped as a thug or 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 something negative because i'm wearing a tracksuit never mind the fact that i went to uni study computer science and robotics i have a good job never mind the fact that but they just look at that you know and black people are more black people are more than likely to be searched by police you know and personally i'm tired of having to explain racism to ignorance because it's in our face every single day like why should we have to waste our precious time educating you on something that you can see for yourself you know why would you want to listen to like dry mushroom heads like calvin robinson who put no form of cantu in that afro of his you know or dry head people like kenny badenock you know that drank all the sunny d you know she she thinks she's she thinks she's queen d why do you want to listen to people like that who have done absolutely nothing to help tackle supremacy they think because they're in their position that they think that they're better than everyone. The way I look at it is, you know, no matter what happens, I am proud to be black. I am proud to be vocal and true in what I say. And I'm proud, you know, to to be there for people, to support people when they need it, you know. But be warned, I will not tolerate racism towards me, towards anyone that I know, or any form of abuse, you know, because people they have gone so so nasty that they think they can say whatever they want but it's up to you to educate yourself on racism because racism is not a joke racism is not a trend and the way that the UKKK handles racism is disgusting because Eamon Holmes can say to a black woman that her hair resembles an alpaca you know, and then he apologised, I put apologises in speech marks, and she's just expected to accept it, forgive and move on. Don't tell us how we should deal with racist microaggressions. If we don't want to forgive, we have the right not to forgive, because that is offensive, you know, because another thing is a black woman or a black man whatever hairstyle they have it's stereotyped in a negative perception you know like even that school pimlico academy they wanted to ban they wanted to ban afro hair styles and hijabs and i'm thinking are you serious but yet we're the least racist country you know and we're allowing people like piss morgan the the vampire leech the dry-headed powdered wig idiot bullying Meghan Markle or because she ghosted him and he's 
clusters having his own opinion. And then when Shola talks about it on the Jeremy Vine show, she's shut down by two mis misogynists, you know. And I'm thinking, but we're the least racist country, though. Yeah, right, because look at all the bigotry that has happened, you know. And I don't care. Mina deal with racists. I don't have no respect for them. I don't have no love for them. And quite frankly, I don't care about them. But all I know is I'm not going to take their beer because the way that God made me and every other beautiful black king and queen and every other beautiful person that has sense and is smart enough to, to see what's going on, I'm proud to be um, to be here as well. Yeah, I I'm 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 just I'm just so you know, I'm really privileged really to listen to talk about the stuff that you have just said. And I know that some people have been having to deal with this shit from Pierce Morgan as well because it you know when he was on great uh morning Britain he kept going on about non binary people and now he, he was he was theatre but it's really been transphobic then. And I was like, See, how yeah. are people getting person and I know why. Yeah. Because they're transphobic, it's because they're racist, it's because they're they're privileged and the white people who are like higher and mightier than everybody else. I I hate that and that's why I don't yeah. I don't stand for people who think that yeah. they can talk over trans people, talk over black people, can talk over disabled people. No, they can't. The only people that can talk about I would yeah. tell it's the people that are living experiences that are in the marginalised groups. Like, I was yeah. going to say that yeah. because of the shit that's been fired on, from all directions towards us, I am so proud that the marginalised groups are, are, are you know, coming together and reuniting against the shit that's been fired at us. Because I, I spoke about mm -hmm. this with Dad last couple of weeks ago. We even agree, we both said that. It's just beautiful that we are coming together and we ignore it when that kind of crisis is now these people keep coming at us and it's a bit hard not to ignore it. But yeah. we are, we're building our own defences and literally turning around and saying we're not standing for this shit. And we will say to me, if you don't like it, you know where to go. I have never seen so many people scatter when I've talked about racism on Twitter or on Facebook. The amount of people I've lost. Like, I don't care anyway, but the, the people that I've unfollowed because I've talked yeah, about yeah. it, there's more than just one layer of racism. Like, it's not just about the violence, it's not just about the, you know, the, the protest. There's, there's obviously yeah. casual racism, there's, a, there's obvious other forms of racism that doesn't go, it doesn't, doesn't talk yeah, about, you know. Definitely. Me, mm -hmm. me and Mally talked about that last week, actually. We eat it's like a pyramid of racism that we only see the top layer. We don't see the other layers that are literally going unnoticed. Sorry, I've got a cough. And I am just mm -hmm. so angry that people think that they can only be anti racist to one form of racism, which is the violence and the, like, you know, the white people. There's much more to it than that, and I know this, and I've worked so much in the last few weeks on black people than I have in school from, you know, reading mm -hmm. white people's 
writing, you know, I can see that it's written by a white, white person when it's going on about it from a white person's point of view. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, just let a black person write this. And let me learn from men rather than from you. You haven't lived racism. You have yeah. not experienced racism. I'm going to get angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I just actually think... No, but, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but there's some... But sometimes... The one, the one thing that racists can't handle is the truth, because they try and silence black voices and, and their supporters that, that are speaking out about the ugly side of racism, the ugly side of racism being, you know, black people being compared to animals or, you know, they're, they're negatively stereotyped or, you know, they're, they're disrespected. It's like, Black women, it's like, as Malcolm X said, the most unprotected woman is the black woman. The most disrespected yeah. woman is the black woman, you know? And I'm thinking, we need, to show we need to show more respect and love towards our black women. Because, you know, a black woman, they are queens. Every woman is yeah. a queen, but in particular, black women are queens because they have I look at my mum and she's a queen because she raised me all by herself, you know. When we first moved in this house, she had all sorts of racist abuse from our next door neighbours. And I was just a baby. And, you know, I can't remember or not because I was so small. I remember seeing her crying, you know. And she's still mm. still strong, still strong. It's, it's she, she never allows things like this to, to, you know, get her down. But, you know, even me, as me being in my 20s now, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm old enough, I know about racism, I'm not going to allow it to intimidate me, you know, but I still have that awareness. My mum will always say to me, Joelle, make sure you're careful because you know what, how they are with black people, you know. But people need to understand as well that racism is not, it's not, a subject it's not something you can just sweep under the carpet and and put away you know it's in our faces and i don't care i, I will never get tired of standing up to race to races because you know i the way i look at it is we are all equal but unfortunately we're filled, the world is filled with racist shitheads that think that they can disrespect black people and think that we're just going to accept it and i'll make it first and foremost we are not our ancestors we're not our parents we're not going to roll over and say yes ma'am no man we're not going to take it so all the barbecue beckys out there the chaotic karens like the the kiss up kevins we're not taking your racism so you can stay mad all you want we're not taking it, you know. So be warned that. Oh, you 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 are amazing. Barbecue Becky, the best insult I've ever heard in my life. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. I've got to say, I'm gonna well, use that. Well that's exactly what <laughs> Well that's exactly what grilled cheese just being racist is. She is racist <laughs> to the core and also uh -huh. And also, her legs resemble a turkey. 
she really thinks people are jealous of her legs but they're not jealous and she is very vicious you know but she is if this was america to be honest she would get a lot of black people in serious trouble, you know because how can you claim to support black lives matter and you're allowing black men black women to be racially abused supporting their racists and you're being abusive and racist to them yourself so you know god's not sleeping so the way i look at it is all the wickedness that racists do karma is waiting for them i 100 percent agree i'm just looking at the time sorry i'm just looking at the time i'm aware that you're going to work at one o'clock so if you wanted to wrap it up um but to be honest with you Mm -hmm. i i really really enjoy talking to you i think we have really covered a lot of the stuff that's been, you know, discussed. And I think, apart from the few second policies, you know, we've started that out now. I genuinely love having you on, Joanne, and I'm so happy that we've had this conversation. And I'm not. And thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm genuinely, I love giving the space to people that want to talk about it. I've seen a lot of podcasts recently where. A black person has come on. Yes. It's not given to find all oh, the space to talk. It's always the white person talking, and then when the black person tries to talk, they get talked over. I'm like, mm, you've invited this person on, but you're not letting them speak. What is the point of you actually doing yeah. if you're not getting them on? Yeah. Me, They're I trying talk. to silence black voices, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, but I really I really appreciate you having me on here, and, and I've honestly been so honoured to be on here. And it's so amazing how you really care about black lives, all forms of black lives, because... Oh, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I've, um, my mum's mum, I need to add this in before we finish, but my mum's friend, called Lord, he... And also remember that you are beautiful and that you want, you must... Uh, I think we are having issues again. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming Joel is, is basically what he's doing. He's singing my prayers. But this isn't about me. This is about black people. And Joel is an absolutely fantastic person. Um, thank you so much, Joel, for coming on. I know that we've just had to account another technical issue. Um, I'll, I'll wrap it up with both now anyway. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um, please, please do give this uh, podcast a listen if you are listening right now. There's some of the episodes that I've done with Judy Gatiss. Uh, I guess I'm going gonna to kill me for getting a name wrong. Uh, Tanya, we've got a jazz as well. You know, please do listen to the, these podcasts. Please do 